Well, good morning uh, and welcome, uh, everybody, wherever you're tuning in from, whether you're in South Africa, hello, Quentin, or somewhere in the UK or, or in France, wherever you are, it's lovely to have you with us on this um, third Advent Sunday. Um, just to, a couple of notices. Um, next Sunday, uh, we have our um, 5 p.m. Carols by Candlelight service, which will be happening in church here, but also online. Um, if you're inviting anybody to, to come to church physically next uh, Sunday afternoon at five o'clock, please let uh, the church office Evelyn know, because obviously we're limited uh, with, with numbers. We can only have a certain number in the building. So that's, for, that's our Carols by Candlelight next Sunday at five o'clock. You're welcome to join us online on Zoom or uh, physically in the building, but please let us, please book in if you're coming physically. And if you're booking in any visitors, please let Evelyn know of, of the visitor numbers that are coming too. Uh, we're not allowed, um, well, we can't have two services physically in the church building next Sunday with, because, of, uh, because of cleaning issues around uh, COVID. So we're, we're not meeting physically in the church building next Sunday morning. We're just going to meet at 10.30 on Zoom next Sunday morning. Um, so please, please note that. Um, please don't come down here next Sunday morning because there's not a... And not a service you'll have to wait for the afternoon um, so without any more ado i'm going to hand over to mark who's going to lead you through uh, the service morning everyone oh do i need to unmute no get rid of that it's great to be here isn't it it's uh Really exciting uh, time this morning to meet together. Some of us are here in the building, others are on, on Zoom. Really warm welcome to everyone uh, from all over the world today, even as far as South Africa. Welcome, Quentin. So this morning's our nativity service and uh, we'll be heading into that shortly, but I also have just one quick notice. Um, you might have seen in the news sheet this week and on the website um, that uh, information about Let's Do Lunch. We're running Let's Do Lunch over Christmas. It'll be a takeaway lunch again. Uh, the dates we're doing are the 22nd and 29th of December. Now, a number of you have already told me that you're available to help, and that's great. But if you're, anyone else is thinking of helping or wanting to help, please just drop me a line or give me a call. That would be really helpful. So let's just uh, open in prayer. Father God, we come into your presence this morning with expectation. We look forward to the birth or the celebration of the birth of your son. Just come and presence yourself with us this morning by your Holy Spirit whether in person here in the in the building or through the power of zoom we commit ourselves once again to you this morning holy spirit come we pray amen so just before i hand over to steve to lead us in a couple of songs um i just thought i'd uh, read some scripture now it is a fairly well-known scripture and uh, it's from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, 
and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Let's uh, praise and worship our wonderful God, Steve. Thank you. Let's just come before our God. We 
welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Sing, come have your way among us. We welcome you here, Lord Jesus. At your name, the mountains shake and crumble. At your name, the oceans roar and tumble. At your name, angels will bow. The earth will rejoice. Your people cry out. Lord of all the earth will shout your name, shout your name, filling up the skies with endless praise, endless praise. Yahweh, Yahweh, we love to shout your name, oh
Praise God. What a wonderful name we have in Jesus. So, it's now time. Every year, we get the young people, or ask the children and young people of the church to do uh, some sort of nativity presentation. But this year, it's been kind of difficult, hasn't it? Um, But over the past three or four weeks, the children and young people have been working very hard recording themselves so that we've managed to put together um, a nativity. And it's now time to watch it. So welcome to our nativity. This morning, we're going to tell you the story of the lead up to Jesus' birth. The story is going to be told by the children and young people from the church and some other friends. We have three acts, Mary's story, Joseph's story, and the shepherd's story. We also have some readings and some prayers and a couple of songs. One of them is an action song, so I hope you'll join in. So now, without further ado, Let me hand you over to the young people to lead us through this morning. I am reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 28, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman. The Lord is with you. A woman called Mary was doing her chores. When Angel arrived, but not through the doors, he simply appeared and as she dropped to the floor. Hello, Mary. He said. God is with you. God is with me? She wondered. But what does this mean? What's this all about? Is this some kind of dream? The angel just smiled. Don't be scared. Please don't scream. God is happy with you and will bless you. God knocks down the proud and lifts up the meek and does mighty things for those who are weak, and blesses the ones whose service he seeks. Sing out his praise. He's amazing! He's amazing! He's amazing! You'll soon have a baby. The angel went on. Quite a special baby called Jesus, God's son. Said the angel. He's got it all planned. 
His spirit will come upon you. God knocks down the proud and lifts up the meek and does mighty things for those who are weak and blesses the ones whose service he seeks. Sing out his praise. He's to break their engagement but just as sleep came that angel appeared don't worry he said there's nothing to fear I know you are troubled so you need to hear that Mary is telling the truth the baby she bears is God's holy son call his name Jesus for he is the one God promised to send to save everyone. Emmanuel, God with us. He's the answer to all that the prophets have said. 
So keep your engagement, be glad and be wed. And when Joseph woke up, that's just what he did. He took Mary to be his wife. Joseph, don't worry. Joseph, don't weep. Lay down your head and go back to sleep. Mary's being faithful. Her love's strong and deep. And the baby is God's own son. Dear God, Thank you that you are always with us wherever we go and that you are always there to support me. Please give me your peace and help me when I'm, when I'm worried. Just let you help Joseph. Amen. verses 1 to 8, the birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire or return to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judah, 
David's ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snuggly strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Shepherds lying on a hill, the night was silent, all was still. They watched their flock of grazing sheep and tried hard not to fall asleep. When, bright and white, an angel came to light the night a fiery flame. Shepherds trembled where they lay. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Sing praise to God and give him glory. Celebrate this wondrous story of love and joy and peace to men. For it begins in Bethlehem. The news is good, the news that I bring. Good news to make you leap and sing. Good news for people everywhere. Good news of joy for all to share. Good news for God has kept his word and sent his saviour, Christ the Lord. The one he promised he would send is born today in Bethlehem. And this will be a sign for you. This is how you'll know it's true. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloth, sleeping in the cattle trough. The angel then was joined by more, six and twelve and twenty-four, and then too many more to number, a heaven choir, loud as thunder. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And so the angels left that place, just like they'd come without a trace, except for all they sang and said, which echoed in the shepherd's head. Let's go to Bethlehem and see! The shepherds all as one agreed. They found the baby where he lay, asleep upon a bed of hay. They told them what the angels said, and Mary smiled and raised her head. A secret hid there in her eyes, for she was not one bit surprised. So they went back to sheep and hill, no longer silent, hardly still, but singing loud like angels bright of all that they had seen that night. Sing praise to God and give him glory. Celebrate this wondrous story of love and joy and peace to men, for it begins in Bethlehem. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Dear God, as we look forward to Christmas and the new year, Remember the joy that you brought to the shepherds when they heard about the birth of Jesus. Please give us that same joy as we celebrate Jesus' birth this Christmas. Amen. So we're now coming towards the end of our nativity this morning. And we're going to end with a song. And as promised, it's an action song called, Oh, What a Glorious Night. Now, some of you may know it, and others may not, but it doesn't matter. The words will come up on the screen along with the actions. So I hope you can join in. If you're in church, why don't you stand up and join in with the actions? 
because of course we can't sing can we and at home you can do the same but at home you can sing so that's great so now let's praise god Shepherds came to see the baby Stood by his mother's side Here lay the Savior inside a manger Oh, what a glorious night Oh, what a glorious night I hear the angels wonder they couldn't hide it told everyone in sight all were amazed when they heard how God came down on the glorious night God came down on this glorious night I hear the angels
Didn't they do great? Yeah, I have to be honest, I didn't do the songs. <laughs> uh, but I just think they, the, the young people and the children did such a good job. Um, so I thought now, in response to what we've seen, to uh, the coming of, of Jesus that we're looking forward to in celebrating in uh, a couple of weeks now, why don't we just have a, a brief open time of prayer and uh, one or two of us can uh, just bring our praise and thanks to God for all that he's done for us. Uh, if you're at home, obviously, unmute yourself. And Tony's got his boom if you're here. So um, I don't think you need to take your mask off to pray. It should work with, with your mask on. So uh, please don't take your mask off if you're in the building here. Let's just uh, have an open time of prayer now. I've read some words in Isaiah 24, which sounded quite familiar. The earth lies polluted underneath its inhabitants, for they have transgressed the laws and violated the statutes. Therefore, a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. The noise of the jubilant has ceased. No more do they drink wine, singing, Every house is shut up, so none can enter. The gladness of the earth is banished. But Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for the glorious gift of your son that we look forward to celebrating in a couple of weeks. We can't understand what love you expressed through him to, to us, to me, to each and every one of us. We just, uh, we just want to worship you. We just want to praise you. We just want to thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. As, as we heard in the story, you sent your son so his kingdom will last forever. And it's still lasting now. We sometimes might lose track of that, but your kingdom lasts forever. Through all that we're going through, you are still in control because you sent your son to reign forever. We just thank you and praise you. And so now, as Martin comes to speak to us this morning, we just ask that you would bless him, that you would fill him once again with your spirit, that you would inspire him to teach your word, to share your word with us this morning, and that we would have ears that hear and hearts and minds that want to be changed by what you have to say for us 
this morning. Amen. Before I uh, begin, I just, uh, the one person that Mark couldn't thank was himself, um, but Mark's the one who put in a huge amount of time um, in collaboration with Bethany from uh, All Saints. Um, so thank you, Mark. That was an incredible uh, piece of work, and it took many, many hours, as you can imagine, sort of bringing all those uh, videos together and sort of splicing it all together into a continuous whole. So. Brilliant, brilliant work. Thank you so much. Well done. Uh, literally one verse I'm preaching on this morning from uh, 1 Timothy uh, 2, verse 5. Uh, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Thank you. I came across uh, this Peanuts cartoon, you may not be able to see it in church if you're uh, sitting there, the text is a bit small, but it says, Christmas is coming, I'm not happy, I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Um, and I think that kind of Peanuts cartoon sums up uh, how many people feel in the run-up to what has been called a COVID Christmas. Um, it's the Christmas none of us expected or probably wanted. But then you could say that 2020 has been the year that none of us expected. Um, one book that I've uh, read and uh, would recommend uh, by Emeritus Professor of Mathematics at Oxford University, uh, John Lennox um, wrote a book called Where is God in a Coronavirus World? And it's not a long read, it's a very easy read. Uh, you can read it in a couple of hours. Um, but it's a really good reflection on, you know, where is God in the midst of a pandemic? And I'm going to quote from, from this book. And he, 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 he writes, Never before have we experienced the lockdown of cities and even countries, the closing of borders, the banning of travel, the shutting of all but essential services, the banning of large sports gatherings and the silent towns and cities that shout of fear and isolation. One major effect is the universal feeling of increased vulnerability. Now that all appears to be, sorry, beg your pardon. Many of us have got used to a fairly stable world where life was reasonably predictable, but now that all appears to be crumbling away. The things we have always counted on have gone and we are exposed as never before to forces way outside our control. People fear for their health, both physical and psychological for their families and friends, particularly the elderly and infirm, for their social networks, their food supply, their jobs and economic security, and a host of other things. In such a shaky and uncertain climate, it's very easy to lose a sense of proportion. I'm sure you can identify with John Lennox in summing up the kind of mood of the country over this past year. And this is where I think we have good news to bring at Christmas. I think this is where the incarnation that Jesus, the divine eternal son of God became flesh is good news in such a shaky and uncertain and insecure world. The incarnation is forever good news. And that is because 
Jesus didn't take on flesh, humanity, temporarily when he came to earth. Jesus is now forever at the right hand of the God as a man as well as fully God. There is a permanence in the fact that Jesus took on humanity and he will be forever a human being as well as fully God. So he is permanently mediating for us in heaven. And I'm going to show why that is such good news for us this morning as Christians. Jesus is our mediator in heaven. Paul says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Some of you may have experienced a, a mediation in some form, perhaps in marriage or perhaps you know, you've had to, to mediate. Someone's asked you to mediate in a difficult situation of conflict. Um, and uh, the online dictionary uh, defines mediation in this way. It's a structured interactive process where an impartial third party assists um, disputing parties in resolving conflict. And that's what uh, Paul is meaning, that there was conflict between human beings and God. Um, before Jesus came into the world, ever since Adam and Eve first sinned in the Garden of Eden and were expelled from the life in the Garden of Eden, human beings have been in conflict with God. Um, none of us are born into the world loving God and submitting to God as our creator and king. That's not our default position. Our default position is to live independently as though God doesn't exist. We don't love God when we're born into this world, naturally. We, we're independent. We're self-centered. We live life as though God doesn't exist. And so we are in a situation of conflict with God. And the only way we can have a relationship with God is if there is a mediator, a third party who can mediate between us and God. And that's why Jesus was born in human flesh on that first Christmas. He is the only one qualified as fully divine, and he added a human nature to that divinity. He's the only one then who can bring us to God and reconcile us to God because he's both human and uh, divine. But in order to enjoy relationship, friendship, fellowship with God, we have to respond to what God did at Christmas in coming in the flesh. We have to receive Jesus into our hearts, ask for his forgiveness, which comes through the cross, and receive forgiveness for all the wrong things that we have done. And because the cross is the symbol of peace and reconciliation, if we'll come to the cross and ask for forgiveness, whatever we've done, and however often we've done it, even habitually done it, we are assured forgiveness for yesterday, today, and for the future. We are assured forgiveness. It doesn't matter how bad the sin is, what the patterns of sin are, the cross is good news because we are reconciled, forgiven. There is no sin too bad to be forgiven at the cross. And Jesus is forever fully God and fully human. He is forever fully God and fully human. Um, Hebrews 7, 24 uh, says this, there is, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Jesus is the high priest in heaven who mediates 
to God the Father on our behalf. In other words, Jesus didn't shed his human skin when he went back to heaven. He kept the humanity that he had when he was born as a baby in Bethlehem on that first Christmas. He still has a human body, albeit a glorified, resurrected, perfected human body. A body that you and I have not yet experienced but a body we will one day experience when we see him and are transformed by him. And the glorious transformed body of Jesus is our hope of one day being transformed in our humanity. In uh, the book, Jesus Ascended, Garrett Scott Dawson says this. Um, if Jesus dropped the hypostatic union with humanity, in other words, he gave up being human when he ascended back to heaven, then he dropped us, and we are left forsaken on this side of the great divide, unable to fulfill our purpose, find forgiveness and restored communion, or enact our mission. But Jesus hasn't dropped us in our humanity and weakness. He is still forever the great high priest, the mediator between God and man, because he's fully man as well as fully God. Douglas Wilson, um, in his book on the... Uh, Ascension says this, um, that Jesus was not slumming for 33 years, only to return afterwards to his pre-incarnate state. He came as a man in order to be our high priest, so that there would be no, so that there would be a man praying for us at the right hand of the Father. And he continues to occupy this office and will occupy it forever. Christ is our high priest continually. This means that the second person of the triune God became a man forever. Um, what did priests do in the Old Testament? Well, they represented the people to God by praying for them and bringing offerings to God. And what this means for you and me today as Christians is that Jesus is in heaven and he's naming you and me to the Father in heaven. He's praying for you and for me right now, that we would resist temptation and fight the good fight and run the race of faith to the end. I hope that's good news to you today. That even when we fail, even when we fail to pray, there is a high priest in heaven, in Jesus, praying for you today that you get to the end of the finish line. I hope that's good news for you. So if you're struggling, if you feel weak, if you feel that you've failed, you are not on your own. A, because there's a church family praying for you here and here to support you. But B, Jesus is praying for you by name. Your name is written on his hands and he remembers you and prays for you and pleads for you to the Father in heaven. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is the high priest in heaven for you today, forever God and man. And he always prays according to the Father's will. Jesus knows what to pray for you and I perfectly. And so his requests are always granted. And so we know that Jesus is praying that we would resist evil and temptation and that we'd get to the end of the race and enter, enter into heaven. And that prayer will be answered. So if you're struggling, if you feel weak, take heart, take encouragement, take strength this morning that Jesus is interceding for you, praying 
that you'd make it to the end of the race. So on those days when you feel you failed or you're struggling, remember the high priest praying in heaven for you. Um, he's uniquely qualified to fulfill this role. Hebrews 7:25. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. He's always and forever interceding for you and for me, naming us to the Father. And he will keep praying for you and me until we get to the end of this life of faith and enter into heaven. He's able to save completely. In other words, he's able to bring us into heaven and to give us a new, resurrected, glorified body. Isn't that wonderful? He will finish the work that he's begun in you and bring it to completion. Be encouraged this morning. Lewis Burkhoff, in his systematic theology, says this. He does. I'm just getting my uh, pointer to work. Where are we? There we are. It is a consoling thought that Christ is praying for us, that he is presenting to the Father those spiritual needs which were not present to our minds and which we often neglect to include in our prayers. And that he prays for our protection against the dangers of which we are not even conscious and against the enemies which threaten us, though we do not notice it. He is praying that our faith may not cease and that we may come out victoriously in the end. That's what he's praying for, for you and me. But Jesus as a high priest not only presents those kind of intercessions to the Father, he receives blessings from the Father to pass on to us. That's the other job that a priest used to do in the Old Testament was to present God and his blessings to the congregation. And so Jesus in his high priestly role receives gifts from the Father and passes them on to you and me. Um, Jesus, when he ascended to the Father, was given the gift of the Holy Spirit by God the Father in order to pour out on all believers. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. When Jesus ascended to the Father, the Father gave him the gift of the Spirit. And all those who trusted in Jesus on the day of Pentecost were filled with the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus' Spirit to give because the Father has given it to him to give away. And the Holy Spirit is the gift who strengthens us and gives us hope in the midst of suffering. So if you feel weak and frail today, if you're struggling with sin and with temptation, ask God for the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and help you stand against doubt and fear and temptation. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he was given spiritual gifts to pass on to the church. So why don't we ask God for spiritual gifts? Eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. That's what Paul says. We should seek spiritual gifts because these are gifts that our high priest longs to give away. And the gift of the Holy Spirit grows fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, goodness, forbearance, gentleness, kindness, self-control, faithfulness. Why don't we ask God for more of the Holy Spirit to grow more spiritual fruit in our lives? Peter sums up the gift of the Holy Spirit from Jesus to us in 2 Peter 1 um, verse 3. 
His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. In other words, the power of God in the person of the Holy Spirit is everything we need as Christians to live this life and finish the race of faith and cross the finish line into heaven. Do we believe that this morning? That God has given us all the power we need from the Holy Spirit to run the race and finish. That's what Peter is saying to us this morning. That is what Jesus, as the high priest, gives and offers and promises to you and me this morning. You see, Christmas is not just a one-off. It's not just something we celebrate once a year. Christmas is permanent. The benefits, the blessings of Christmas are that Jesus, the man, is forever at the right hand of the Father, offering you and me the Holy Spirit until we enter into his presence for eternity. That's the permanence and joy and good news of Christmas. Jesus, the Jesus who became a man, ascended back to the Father and is forever a man, a glorified, resurrected man at the right hand of the Father. And he pours out blessings on human beings like you and me. The good news of Christmas is that we have access to the permanent and eternal benefits to live godly lives. We feel weak. We feel fragile. We sometimes feel insecure. And for those who are facing insecurity and anxiety in this pandemic, Jesus offers you his grace and power through the Holy Spirit. If you are grieving this Christmas, the Holy Spirit is there to comfort you and give you the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding. If you will come to Jesus weary and burdened, he promises to give you rest. Isn't that wonderful? Come to me, says Jesus, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many of us come to Christmas with burdens, with sorrow, with memories of those who've lived and passed on to glory. Bring your sorrows to him. For those working on the front line in healthcare, facing uncertainty every day, Jesus is praying for you every day on the front line that you would be given the strength and the protection that you need to keep serving. Keep praying to him. Keep asking for his strength, his peace. For those of you who feel isolated through health concerns because you're having to, to isolate, take heart this morning. Jesus is permanently, continually praying for you. He's offering you God's love and comfort and peace. You have a high priest who sympathizes with you in your weaknesses, who was like you in every way, yet he did not sin. So let us then approach the throne of grace with boldness and confidence, knowing that he understands Jesus in his humanity is forever the human being and fully God at the right hand of the Father. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the good news of Christmas, that in this uncertain and shaky world, this world 
where the foundations of our existence have been rocked. That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Jesus, that you are permanently and forever the high priest who's praying for each one of us by name to the Father. And thank you, Jesus, that you are the high priest who receives gifts from the Father and gives away gifts to your people to enable us to have all the power that we need to run the race and cross the line into heaven. So I ask, Father, this morning that you would pour out the gift of your Holy Spirit on your people, on all of us. Father, for those who are insecure, doubting, anxious, I pray for your strength and comfort. Lord, for those who are fearful and grieving, Lord, may the perfect peace of Christ that passes all understanding guard their hearts and their minds. For all those who feel weary and burdened with the demands of their work and, and circumstances, Jesus, I pray that as they come to you, that you would carry their burden for them and give them peace, and give them rest. Just take a moment in the quiet to bring our own needs to God and ask for his spirit to come and fill us. Amen. Steve. Let's finish by singing before the throne of God above. I have a strong, a perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me.
step of the way through thick and thin through good times and bad you are strengthening us you are comforting us you are guiding us as we go into this world again next week just go with us continue to guide us continue to show us your ways that we may represent you well that we may run the race to the end that you would be glorified through all that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, don't forget that if you would like prayer for anything, um, please message Nigel. Uh, the number is on the screen. And uh, he's checking his phone, I can see. He's got it on. Um, and you'll be put into a, a, a prayer room on Zoom, that is. Uh, I don't know what we do in church here. You could just stay here and someone will pray with you. Um, but please feel free to unmute yourselves now. <laughs> 